0: Hello, May. <laughs> all right. Yeah, how you been? Yeah, I've been good. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. Been a little while. Been a bit busy. Mm. But um. Yeah, we
1: both have really, haven't we?
0: Yeah, I think maybe um that's reflected in our choice of topic today because we've been a bit busy. Yeah, definitely. We've, <laughs> uh, we haven't. Uh, we normally post on socials, don't we, about what we're going to do? But we've we've just kept it quiet this time yeah we
1: we we had a subject in mind that was that we are going to talk about a little bit. It just yeah. wasn't enough to do a whole episode, but like Sam said, we've both been a lot's been going on on both sides of the court, yeah so we haven't had too much time to really delve into the depths of what we wanted to talk about yeah so this episode is gonna be g for general yeah general. <laughs> chit chat
0: yeah <laughs> yes it's a cop-out it is a cop-out it's, it's a massive cop-out
1: Quar- quarter season cop-out
0: yeah i mean well yeah quarter season i mean in our defense we've been quite militant with our uh, with our letters and choices up to this point um and i think we we owe one to ourselves mate
1: yeah i think so
0: we just want to we just want to chat about some stuff
1: yeah and just chat freely instead yeah. of sort of not delving into the darks of a certain topic, but I think we've got plenty to fucking go at today.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I just, um I want to just have a sort of general catch up, mate, and talk about anything that comes across our mind. To be fair, we might end up recording this one for a bit longer, <laughs> if we want to touch on different things, and then I'll just, you know.
1: Yeah, we'll crop it down. Trim it down. I don't know where you want to start. Um, I know where I want to start.
0: Yeah, Um I know where you might want to start.
1: But we've got, we've, we have got a few things to go through. Um... But like Sam said, we've both been super busy. Haven't seen you since Wednesday.
0: Yeah, last Wednesday. It was just a run as well, and it was quite a quite a quiet and intense one as well.
1: Yeah, it was a morning run. Yeah, it's fucking horrible.
0: So yeah, we don't um, talk as much as we normally do. But
1: no, especially on the early ones.
0: So I think we are having done the the pods that we've done so far. Yeah. I think this is the first one where we're going to just chat about all kinds of things mm-hmm. so you stay with us everyone it might be a bit of a bumpy road um and we're gonna we, i don't know where we're going but um, there's a
1: wide spectrum of topics we're going to be talking about today
0: yeah um but you know why not stay for one so i'm actually going to come in and we're going to talk about what me and you have been up to at the minute mate because both Starting new jobs.
1: Yes. Very exciting.
0: And you are we allowed to both talk about it now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, It's yeah, good. Definitely, it's open definitely. playing
0: field. How's it going?
1: Good. So I'm um, a couple of days couple of days in. Yeah. Um, enjoying it. Yeah. Um yeah. Had a really good first couple of days, really good, really enjoyed it, good vibe. But yeah, it's a complete change of scenery. Um I just think it was needed. It was needed. Yep. I was at that point where I needed a change. And again, what we were speaking about last week. Uh, last episode about being afraid of change,
0: yeah.
1: I had to make a change, yeah. I had to, so
0: no, I think that's that's really healthy, mate. And it like, wasn't
1: all negative, you know, it wasn't because you know it was all negative, but I just needed I'm at that stage now where I needed to make a little change to then hopefully make a big change down the line, so
0: yeah. I think, even from yeah, just well, mainly from a mental point of view, like even if everything's going well, if you've been doing the same thing for you know. Three, four years, or however long. How how long were you at the last place?
1: Uh, just under five years. Five years. So yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I mean. Like you know, whether it's going good or bad, people do need to change up their life every you know every day. Yeah, year.
1: and it's it's about not just changing but evolving. Yeah. You know, I'm getting maturer, wiser, older, uglier. So
0: don't know about that with me. <laughs> behave behave <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had to take about 20 pictures of my intro picture because i was just like Arr. oh god, <laughs> it, it was early <laughs> Intro pictures, <laughs> it man. was early though yeah it was early i was like oh i didn't prep for this <laughs> i, I, I did. <laughs> did i did, <laughs> <You definitely> did. <laughs> i exfoliated and everything that morning yeah, i was like yeah. i need to look fresh um but yeah it's good what about you how's your because you're a little bit further in you're about two weeks in. yeah
0: now, yes. i'm now yeah starting my third week now um yeah i'm absolutely loving it mate I feel like it's a place where I've kind of wanted to be this whole time, if you know what I mean. And we've
1: spoken about this before. Yeah. In fact, I believe when this discussion of doing a podcast come about, I remember us having a conversation about what sort of place you wanted to work at, what sort of vibe. Yeah. And I think it ticks all the boxes.
0: Yeah. Um. I think we spoke about my my kind of interview process a bit before. I don't want to go too much into it, but um. Mm. It was it was a long one, and I, I went through a lot of different like opportunities that I like the look of and that I thought maybe would have worked out, but I think I really landed on the one that was the one. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, it's all been positive so far, mate. I can't really say any negatives to be fair. Obviously, I'm um, going a bit further afield than what I'm used to. So yeah. I'm Traveling down to London a bit, and us us old town boys, mate, we're not we're not used to big city life. We're
1: not fucking city boys, are we?
0: <laughs> exactly, mate. We're not. Um, and so that's a bit weird. Um And that mixed in, uh, we can chat about COVID a bit because, you know, things are happening there as well. But um that mixed in with the last couple of years of COVID and now I'm just, boom, deep end, let's go to London. Yeah. Did put me on edge a bit, not going to lie. Because, uh, yeah, first time I went to London for the job was Friday. The first time I've been on a train in a long time, mate. Was it weird? Fair. Really weird. um And especially, like, the tube was...
1: Were you masked up on the tube?
0: Yeah, I stayed masked up most of it mate when I was just traveling about just because there's so many people
1: was there other? Or was everybody else masked up or
0: um it's probably like i say it's probably about 50 50 split now maybe um obviously there's a lot of people that don't I guess it might be one of those things where if you live there all the time you get used to seeing the people and being like close to people all the time That then you like oh, leave my mask I'm not bother today because I feel like I'm a bit like that here are you like that now
1: yeah, so I went into a shop today and I I'd, I'd normally have a spare mask in my coat pocket and I didn't have it. Mm. And it, for me, it was just like, well, fuck it, just walk straight yeah. in. But yeah. normally, I'd, I'd still wear it.
0: Yeah, I think it's um, it's like a comfortable thing, isn't it? It's, uh, I feel like when I'm somewhere where I go all the time, so if we're just in like Morrison's in Lynn or anywhere in King's Lynn, I'm kind of like, oh no, I've been here loads, I don't need my mask.
1: Yeah, I mean, I go into Morrison's a lot and to be fair, I haven't worn it the last couple of times I've been in there. Yeah. And that's normally because I've just forgotten it or not got a spare one in the back pocket. But yeah. I'm not as militant as I was. But then nobody is. But then we uh, we don't have to be.
0: Yeah. And that, that was what was interesting. Because as soon as I went outside my comfort zone, I was like reaching for a mask straight away. Because yeah. I was like, oh, no, I don't feel I don't feel right. Everything's a bit on edge here. Mm. Um But then obviously, yeah, there's people that, you know, use the tubes every day, all day. So then yeah. not was asked about it. And
1: again, it is down to individual choice. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it is... It's the same with the vaccine and everything like that. It's down to individual choice.
0: Yeah, um, the yeah, I'm hearing of some people now getting their third jabs or boosters. I think.
1: Yeah, what are your thoughts on the whole COVID shit show at the moment?
0: Um, see, I've always been with like with the with the vaccine stuff. I've always been like, you know, I've trusted the doctors with everything else. Yeah. Why am I going to stop now? Yeah. I don't know better than these doctors. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. If I try and pretend I know what I'm talking about. Um, if they're telling me to do it, you know, my folks, people I care about are telling me to do it. It's going to protect them in the long run. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. Then, yeah, I'm going to get the jab. Um, it's a bit weird that we now need, like, boosters really quickly and stuff.
1: Yeah, the numbers are going up as well.
0: Yeah, the numbers are going back up.
1: But I think that is again a case of it's coming into the winter there's a lot more cold and flu about anyway yeah yeah it's been terrible you know loads of it and i think again because we've all been secluded we haven't really had the chance to mix and integrate and as soon as we do the little you know the little colds pop up every now and then but it is slightly worrying that the numbers are going up and it's like well you know they're talking about plan b for christmas and I think a lot of people were looking forward Déjà to this year. from last year. It man, is, isn't, isn't it? Because a lot of people, I think, are you know, speaking to them. They're, they're, they're prepping for Christmas, seeing these people on this day, that people on that day, big family meals, et cetera, et cetera, because we haven't been able to do it for a couple of years. I, I can see us being on lockdown or something, yeah. or, or or some sort of strict, not full lockdown, but a type of lockdown. But that's yeah. just me being a miserable bastard.
0: Well, um, I suppose the only real exposure I get to it now is... I'll like if I'm in the car or whatever and I just switch the radio on that's like, and then I'll, I'll hear something on the news. Cause I don't tend to like follow the news really or so. watch it, but I'll hear the odd radio thing. And, and you're getting like the murmurings again of people saying like, Oh, it can't just be the vaccine. You've got to actually like, you know, be a bit stricter with who you see and where you go again. Yeah. And it is like starting to smell like lockdown again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a hard one to kind of write it off and especially, yeah, especially with Christmas and how much people go mad. Um, But yeah, and I do
1: feel for some people, especially like the ones we were just talking about—the ones that are planning to meet up with family, you know, from different parts of the country. Because I do feel for them, you know, in you know, in an unselfish way. I fucking can't be asked for Christmas. Never have. Doesn't interest me. But I think there is people out there that do need that. Yeah. And it would be unfair to them to go. Actually, you know, for example, the rule of six. Yeah. I can see it being something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, so well, like all three households in a house and one dog or something stupid.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just mad to keep thinking that we're still we're still in this like we're still in this slog after so long. Yeah, but
1: listen, I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. No, you know, I I think we'll we'll learn to live with it over the years, and it will become less and less. But then again, I said this last year that we'll learn to live with it and it will dwindle down. But in, instead, it's sort of dwindled down. Yeah. And then come back up again.
0: Do you think there's like a um, Do you think like there's a, a correlation between like people just getting fed up with it and the actual real scientific numbers? Do you know what I mean? Because like if you've been dealing with something for a year and a half, I think some people must just get to a point like I can't be thinking about this anymore. Like it's it's just constant all the time, and it's almost what we've become used to. Yeah, but. Just thinking that doesn't actually change the facts, you know what I mean? Like, just if you think like, oh, we're spinning for ages, we might be all right now. It's still out there, it's still happening.
1: Yeah, it was. But like (laughs) recently, we've had no mention of it on the, you know, whenever I did look on, you know, my phone at the news or Apple News, there was no mention of it.
0: Yeah, and and even that, mate, do you reckon just like the media are bored of it? (laughs) I think they must be. They have to be, don't they?
1: You know, because I think it has turned a lot of people away from the mainstream media in terms of what's being told. Yeah. What, you know, in hyphens, not hyphens, what they called? Apostrophes. That's the fucking badger. Yeah. Um, I think some people are sick of it and going, well, what, you know, again, we spoke about this in conspiracies. You know, what do you believe? What don't you believe? And especially yeah. with the government we've got at the moment, you know, you really don't know what to believe.
0: No. Yeah, that's that's probably it, mate. People just get fed up of reading it. And then if the eyes drop and people aren't looking, then the news has got to change.
1: Yeah, and I think also as well, it's, you know, if you see your neighbours going out or people going around your neighbours, you're like, well, they're doing it. Why shouldn't I?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you got to think this, this started October 19. Yeah. You know, when it first... Come yeah. to mainstream yeah, media, yeah. like two or three people have died in got China. Got about six months later, didn't it? Yeah. Five months later, yeah. And we we were, of course, as a nation, well prepared. Yeah. Um, Kept the borders opened. <laughs> because, you know, we've got, we got we need a strong economy, you yeah. know. Fuck how many people die. As long as we've got a strong economy and people are lining their pockets with blood money, it's all right.
0: Just keep the pubs open. Just keep them open.
1: <sighs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't, mate. We can go on for about two hours just slating. Um, Yeah, just slating people. But again, if you want to get the vaccine, get it. If you don't, don't get it. Yeah. But live with your decision.
0: Rashford's saving kids' lives, mate.
1: That's what we should be talking about.
0: get on with it. He is a wonderful human being as well.
1: He is. Yeah. And he plays for a fantastic club.
0: So uh, do you want to segue into this now? Yes, I do. Do you want to break first or do you want to get straight into it?
1: No, let's just fucking go into it because I've got a lot to get off my chest now.
0: Okay, so uh, wait, wait before we start with this. So at the time we're recording, yesterday was United against Liverpool at Old Trafford. It was the 5-0 smashing, which everyone I'm sure knows about because it's blasted everywhere at the minute. Um, I'm a Liverpool fan, Wedge is a United fan. I want to talk about this. From I've you know I've done my wind-ups, I've done my sort of like slagging match. We've done our gifts, we've mm-hmm. done all that. I want to now talk to you from just a football perspective for the next ten minutes. Um, ten, if we can get that far, but and not just being a dick, basically.
1: Thank you. I, no, I want to. I don't um, want it to be awkward. And this is you know this is how our our friendship works. We 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 jib each other. Oh, yeah. But there's a respect. Yeah, always. And we've always said that. I respect Liverpool as a club. And you respect United. Yeah. You know. Now, as a United supporter, and and again, I know you feel about this way about Liverpool. I love Man United. Yeah. I love. And it, you know, even if we, you know, seasons passed, if we were <laughs> to lose a game, I get upset. Not upset, but I get pissed off. Yeah. The last couple of seasons, I have never... I've got angry, I've got pissed off, but you know, with Ollie at the wheel, yeah. we seem to have turned it round. This past, this season, I have never felt so upset or angry at being a United supporter. Yeah. Now I've said to you a countless runs. I will never be. I'm not one of these idiots on Twitter or fucking social media. Hashtag Ollie out. You know, I still love the club, but Ollie out. I've never been one of them. And I've said to you multiple times, I will back whoever yeah, you, you, is the backed manager. the whole time. I will back anybody who's the manager at our club. I, I backed Mourinho in his darkest days and Van Hal. But I've got to a point after yesterday, when you look at that performance, I cannot get behind that team. I cannot get get behind this club because we're rotten to the core.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's not just Ollie and it's not just the players. It starts at the top. We're owned by a bunch of yeah. The Glazers now... They're American owners, and like most American owners in a lot of football clubs, whether it's Italy, the UK, and Europe as well, they look at a football club as a business.
0: I mean, we're FSG, mate. We're exactly the same at the minute.
1: And it stems from the American sports setup, yep. where you can pick up a team and move to another city overnight. Of course. You know, there's no history. There's no deep.
0: You become the asset, don't you? Yes. Yeah.
1: You 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 are a business. You you're a, you're a cash machine. <clears throat> yep. Now, the Glazers have owned the club. They owned us when Fergie was the manager, but Fergie had such a grip of that club. He was the ethos. He was was and still is Man United to me. He had control over everything, and we had David Gill as CEO, and him and Fergie worked in tandem. Ever since that prick, Ed Woodward, has taken over at the seat of CEO, he has failed the club time and time and time again. And all he has done is just lined the pockets of the glazers because that's what they do. Yeah, you know, today they were bidding seven hundred million euros on an Indian Premier League cricket team. Seven hundred million euros.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you 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 know stuff that I don't know because obviously you support the club, you've gone deeper into this stuff,
1: and that's why some of these idiots that I see on you know on YouTube going Ollie out, Ollie out, Ollie out, Ollie out. I'm like, it's not just Ollie. You know, I've said to you before, what do we do? Do we sack Oli, bring someone in? We're still going to have the same dickhead owners. We're still going to have the same dickhead CEO. The players are not performing. They clearly are not playing in a way that... We're not Man United at the moment. We look like a club that has just lost all identity. We've got no integrity. We've got no... There's no ethos anymore. There's no counter-attacking... We were built on counter attack, and we were built on wide players. You know, Giggs, Beckham, Nani, Ronaldo. Yes, he's back, but he's a he's a nine now. You know, he was a well, he could play on either side.
0: Yeah,
1: we had depth. Of, you know, we had depth of squads, and we we have a great squad now, but it's just not being used. And I I do think we need to make a change. And this isn't me saying Ollie out. Fuck it. Yeah, it is me saying Ollie out because I've had enough.
0: Yeah.
1: I've had enough of watching us playing yesterday for me. And we were messaging back and forth. And I just... I turned off after the fifth goal went in. Yeah. And, you know, we lose. We're 2-0 down at Atlanta. And we somehow win that game 3-2. Leicester demolished us 3-2. And then the results this season were just... Shit after shit after shit after shit after shit. And is, You know, I'm not going to go as far to say as... I was upset last night. Because again, you know, being a Liverpool sport, I love Man United.
0: Yeah. And this is um so for me to put my sort of two pence in, this is where it kind of that's where it got for me as well. So I've I've grown up, like you said, completely loving Liverpool, always have, my dad has, it's just how it's always been. Um but I've always, from when we were younger, like when we were in our sort of formative years, what when you're for football, what is it? Between 7 and 12, maybe?
1: Yeah, when you start to learn... Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you start really getting into it. The game you? as such. Collect the sticker books and all that. Yeah. It's always been Liverpool against United. Has yeah. always been the, the biggest game in the world, let's say it. It's the biggest yeah. game in the world. Hmm. Um, and I've always... You know, I've always looked forward to them games, but at the same time, I feared them games because it's like, you know, this is where it happens. These are, you know, we can lose, we can beat and we can get battered. It just, it it happens. But something felt very odd about yesterday because as much as I love a win over United, which I do love a win over United, but in that fashion and in that kind of like demoralising thing that I've never even seen before, we went into a place where I, I weren't really like almost not comfortable and like when I said to you, like I could tell that you were just like, like too far pissed off with it. And I was like, okay, this is it's got really bad now. Um, which I think is where United's at. Like I've never seen, I've never ever seen fans leave Old Trafford. I've never seen that.
1: No, and and, and to be fair, fair play to the fans that stuck around. I think there was sixty thousand that was yeah. remaining, and, and yes, they booed. And fucking too right. If I was there, I'd have been twice as bad. You know, none of them were singing you know, the manager out or anything like that. They showed the support to the team, which which for me makes it even worse. Because none of those players yesterday showed any desire. And then again, I said to you two weeks ago when we lost against Leicester, if I see one Man United player put on fucking social media,
0: oh, yeah, we'll
1: yeah. regroup, we'll go back at it. <clears throat> what are you what what I, I can't I can't do it anymore. I cannot enjoy and I don't enjoy being a United supporter at the moment and I never ever thought I'd say that as a United supporter Yeah. and we've obviously gone through Moyes didn't really enjoy our style of play but we got a few results Van Howe i just going to forget about him obviously when yeah. the big dog Jose come in yes we didn't have a style of play but we obviously won a few trophies we did well in the Europa you know, League we won that and I thought when Solskjaer was coming in, I thought, right, here's someone. He's a United man. He said yesterday he's a Manchester lad, which he is. Obviously, he's Norwegian, but and he he is he will always be entwined with the history of the club for what he's done. Not just for the Champions League final, which everyone knows knows him for. You know, people forget that he was a quality, top quality striker, not just playing but off the bench as well, where he got most of his goals. Yeah. And I think that is why he's gotten so much time. And you can see all the ex-players, the pundits, they're not... They were all like, Jose's got to go. He's got to go. None yeah. of them are like... Yeah, they're trying to shift <clears throat> the focus onto the players. But it, it, it's not just the players. The players aren't performing. They know that. Ollie isn't good enough to be manager of Man United. Yeah, And it's not about being Oli in or Ollie out. He's not good enough to lead Man United. But that comes from the board. The board... Whoever is on that board, Ed Woodward, he's going. But I've seen today that he's going to extend his stay because he was meant to leave in December. He's staying to April. He can fuck off. Oh, God. The guy that's going to replace him... The guy that's going to replace him didn't know which stand was the away stand at Old Trafford. Oh, God. And you're telling me he's good enough to be the fucking chief executive of the Man United. And again... I think this country over the last 10, 15 years has had a big problem with owners coming in thinking that a club can just be a cash register for them. You know, the prime examples of of owners not doing that are Leicester. The owners of Leicester are, I'd love to have owners like Leicester. No, they're really good, aren't they? What they've done for the city, you know, when they come in, they said, you know, we're not just here for Leicester Football Club, we're here for the city. You know, they built a new hospital, They've in, you know improved grassroots football, and and Oli's done that for United. You know he's brought that stability in terms of the youth football because that's what Man United are. Yeah. We bring our own players through.
0: Just quickly on the the owners thing, you saw when um, when Leicester won the FA Cup. they won the FA Cup last year, didn't they? Yeah, and I've never seen the like the CEO come down on the pitch. At the end, when does that happen?
1: The players wanted him down. They were like, no, you need to celebrate with us. And he was like, no, no, this is you. This is you. They are like, no, no, you're part of this. You are part of our club. I mean,
0: I don't even know what the Glazers look like.
1: You don't want to, mate. Exactly. You don't want to. But
0: this is it. This is it. That's, like you say, the connection Leicester have through that whole system is quite unique. It's not seen very often in football.
1: And it's only recently that the... Well, I say recently because of the whole European Super League thing. Yeah. That Joel Glazers, one of the chief execs, has started you know interacting with fans but we just get told the same bollocks and all it is is we're happy to be top four why because that gives us commercial value we've signed ronaldo that you know the the shirt sold out in i think it was like four hours or something stupid
0: yeah
1: we get the revenue because we are man united but that's not good enough for fans just because we have a, a financially stable club Although we're not financially stable because we're riddled with debt, because the Glazers take money out, they line their own pockets. They go and spend money on their American football team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they line their own pockets, and it fucks me off, and I'm getting rather angry about it.
0: Yeah, no, mate, this is the most passion I've seen on our stay for one. <laughs> he's, staying for, he's staying for several tonight,
1: but, and this is what this, this. And this is why I love. Football because this is what it means, yeah. Of course, you know. And and I see a lot of these memes that go, you know, where people are, you know, like, Oh, why are you so entwined with football? You know, why do you love football so much? Because this is why, yeah, because it is a passion, yeah. You know, I don't just support Man United because they are the best club for me, they are the best club in the world. I support them because I've grew up watching them from a very, very like four or five I can remember, and I've watched most of the games. You get entwined with the club, and it just makes me sick and upset that we have turned in. We're turned into Arsenal. Yeah, we're a mid-table club. We're happy to be mid-table, and you guys didn't even get out of second gear yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's what's um, really was weird about it because every Liverpool United game, regardless of where, when, and how, is always normally to the nail in it. Both of us are like leaving it all out there. Last minute goals, like going 2-1 up, thinking you've got the game in the bag and then losing 3-2. It was all about that. And that's that's where the real like jibe and like, you know, digging your mate out comes from. When you just come out and your team don't even play and it's like, what's even happening? It's it's not, it don't feel as good in a weird way.
1: No, it doesn't. And again, we mentioned downstairs before we come up, the fact that Jurgen Klopp come out and basically said at half time he told his players to... Just pass the ball. Just keep it. Don't yeah. get any injuries. See it out. And I'm like, if that was Fergie, Fergie would have basically told his players, get six, get seven, get eight, put them to the fucking sword. But Jürgen, bless him.
0: <sighs> I think he... they, There must be some like little managers meeting going on and they must know that, you know... Oli, I, the thing that's unfortunate for Ollie is I think it's all falling back on him now. And I think... All the paths that you go down of problems, I think, do come to him. When are we running this week, bud? (laughs) Uh, We're going to go on Wednesday. Yeah.
1: We're not going to do a a morning run because you've got responsibilities. I I do enjoy those morning runs, though.
0: Well, I can't tell if you do because you've had a... We'll talk about the little injury you've had at the minute, the little niggle.
1: Yeah, so I was on a run last sunday and i planned to do quite a long run and i was running in an, a new part of Kings Lynn. i say a new part i've known exactly <laughs> where it is i just took you know I, it was a mediocre day and i thought well if i could do this bit of road i could add an extra couple of k and we ran past i ran past some woods that we haven't yeah, we yeah. haven't explored yet and you know we, we love our trail running and i sort of looked and stopped and i was like Let's have a little let's have a little look. Yeah. I'll go in. Have a goosey. I got know, some pictures. Of course. I had to send you some. And <laughs> um, I sort of, you know, scoped it out and I was like, let's see how far I can go. Um and the more I got in, there was some nice inclines, some deep, you know, some deep hills, some proper trail running. I sort of overregged the pudding. Um I didn't see this route that was coming out the ground vertical. And as I stepped on it, I sort of... Ro- well, I say sort? Of, I rolled my ankle, and, it, and as soon as I did it, I just felt this sharp pain at the yeah, right side of gone. my leg. Yeah, and I was like, instantly, I was like, "Oh, you dickhead! If you'd have just stayed on course,
0: <laughs>
1: you'd have been able to do it." So I, I had to not lip I had to like sort of run back with a limp, but I just I didn't want to walk. I just wanted to keep going. So I've had a little bit of a niggle, and we've been out on a couple of runs, and I've been quite quiet. Yeah because yeah. it, it's been a little
0: <clears throat> normally, normally we like the morning runs but they've been really quiet this time yeah and I think that's just because you're generally in pain for mm. most of it um, but we'll get back to it
1: but I had a couple of days off um, have you had a rest now I haven't ran in two days
0: okay that's that's a rest for you
1: um, yeah that is a rest for me <laughs> yeah but I went out on a, de- a decent run the other day went out on a new, a new part as well that I want to show you okay yeah a real nice stretch of road
0: oh, what, day? what day are we on now
1: which Monday.
0: We haven't been since Wednesday. We went. Were yeah. It? So my last run was Saturday.
1: Okay. Um, I'll get out tomorrow, and I'll get out Wednesday because I don't really want to lose any time. Just because December the eighteenth is starting to creep creep up on me. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of wrapping it, sucking it up, and just just getting through it. You know, I may.
0: Can you still feel it there now? Is it still there?
1: <laughs> it wasn't there yesterday until uh, on Saturday until. First 8 9k was fine, I was in a real nice rhythm, nice form, it was nice temperature as well. Yeah, um, and then I started just to feel it gradually. And I said, This new part of new lane that I found that I think will be good for us, that's when I just had to bring the pace down and just manage it home. But we'll get through it, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, it's not broken, it's not,
0: yeah, Yeah. like the only thing I can relate to is when I had that knee thing, and like that was. The only thing that really got rid of that is I, I just stopped for a week mm. and then oh, I come back to it and I was fine and it gone. But like when that's it, you kind of, you think it's gone and then you get away with another five, six K and then, oh, you can feel it again. You can feel it, it keeps coming back. Um, but no, hopefully, mate, if you just try and like manage it and not go crazy, you'll stay all right.
1: Then I'll just text you a picture on Sunday, just to the 60 K. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to the 60. Ankles basically falling off. I've left, I've left my foot in Castle Rising. <laughs>
1: But yeah, we'll get back on it. We'll get a couple of runs in this week for sure. We need yeah. to because it's been a while. But it's it's weird when it gets darker, isn't it? I mean, I it's quite weird. like running in the dark, to be fair. Apart yeah. from like...
0: I think we we can only have a certain few routes in the dark because you, I don't want to go off-piece too much when we're like, yeah, get stranded somewhere and you don't know where you are and shit.
1: Yeah, but the routes that we do for our sort of 10s and our 15s, that, that's a nice route, a town route.
0: Yeah, the KLM. If anyone's in, If anyone's listening in Kings Lynn... Everyone who's listening is in King's Lynn. So if you want to know a sick route, then just message us and I'll I'll let you know.
1: We call it the KLM because to us it was the King's Lynn Marathon (laughs) (laughs) when it was only a 10k. But we we planned this route for our first ever 10k. We were both super nervous and we just called it the KLM. Yeah. But it's such a nice route. It takes you right around the town. You've got an up and you can do it backwards as well. Yeah. So you, you can either go the easy way which is a nice downhill, yeah, slight yeah. uphill at one part, or you can do the hard way which is very little downhill, steep fucking uphill.
0: Yeah. And it, and it's it's one of them runs where even if you feel like shit, you can do it really comfortably and it's yeah. really nice and you, it's just good for your mental health to be honest. Oh mate. Um but yeah, let's uh let's leave that one there. Right, G. We you so know. we were going to do this originally, but we kind of thought we couldn't we didn't have enough content to make an episode out of it. But we're going to talk about ghosts for a minute, because Wedge has been holding one back for a long time. I've got a little ghost story. Um, and yeah, I, I struggle with ghosts. Because I've not really had anything that I can put my finger on and say that was an experience. Um, but apparently you have, mate.
1: Yeah, so... So I was going to ask you, what are your sort of thoughts on the supernatural and, and ghost? I'm not talking about afterlife because that's a whole different kettle yeah, of yeah. fish, but ghost itself. We're
0: going spooky Halloween on Sunday. It let's is. Go. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's keep in the vibe. So I have never been one that has ever believed in it, you know, much like other things. I need to see it to believe it Yeah, or experience something that tells me, yes, there could be so. There's a story before this. So in the old house that I used to live in, um, at the time, my mother wasn't very well. And she used to have to get up quite a lot in the middle of the night. And again, I was a youngster, so I used to be up quite late. <coughs> and then sometimes I used to hear her talking to someone. Right. When she would go like to the bathroom or downstairs um, for a cigarette. And I used to hear her talking. A lot of times I thought it was somebody else in the house. But, you know, I remember looking at my phone sometimes. It was like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, And it wouldn't be like a full conversation. It would just be like, hey, how are you? You know, see you later. And I remember asking her one night. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to, Dawn? And she was like, oh, the lady that sits on the stairs. Right. And I went, what? And she went, yeah, you know, the past six, six, seven months, there's a... There's a lady that sits on the stairs. And I was like, Hold the fuck on. What are you on about? And then she just, you know, she openly said, she was like, Yeah, there's a there's a something, there's a I can see a woman that stands at the top of the stairs. Now bearing in mind the top of the stairs was just outside my bedroom door. So if I open yeah, my bedroom door at the time, the top of the stairs were there. Um and, you know, she was ill at the time, so she was going through certain treatments and she thinks it was that treatment that helped her link in to the, have a sixth sense as such. Um, so it was from there, you know, and she said that she saw her three or four times a week and she'd just say hello. And this, <coughs> apparently this figure, this woman would just go, just nod and wave and go, hello. And, I'm, you know, she would say goodnight. She would say, see you later. Freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. I never saw it. I never heard anything. And obviously.
0: And I bet like when your mum was telling you about this, it was like you can see in her face. It was this is completely she believes this. This is this is what happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was slightly cuckoo anyway. Um, But I there was a point where I was like, I've heard you three or four times speak now you know because it was a house that was a quite thin wall so you could hear anything being spoken and I was a bit like oh that's a bit freaky and I remember one night actually I was in the house alone and I remember (laughs) opening my bedroom door like really quickly just to see if I could see anything yeah nothing (laughs) anyway um, I'd say it was probably three years after this obviously you know my mother had been passed away about two years at this point Um, And I just started driving, and the partner that I was with lived about an hour away. And I was driving back one night, and it must have been about 11 p.m., half 11, and it was pissing it down on the dual carriageway. Yeah. Uh, Just coming off the dual carriageway at A47. And because I hadn't been driving that long, I was driving like a bit of an idiot in terms of I wasn't sticking to the speed limits. It was raining. I shouldn't have been going that fast. Anyway, I was driving. Um, Rain was pouring down. And my focus was, I was completely just focused on the road.
0: Yeah.
1: All of a sudden, I got an inclination to look in my my mirror. Yeah. And at this point, I always used to look, you know, what was behind, yeah. And I looked, no joke, my mum was sitting in the back seat of the car. Really? And it wasn't like, it was just the face. She was in the middle seat, just sitting there, staring at the mirror at me. And I remember looking at the mirror and just making eye contact. There was no words. There was no movements. But she was there. I, I, it was it was like a 1080p camera. Okay. I could see her. She was in the back seat of my car. I obviously immediately slowed down. Ten seconds later, I got around the corner... And there was a police officer with a speed gun. Really? I had to pull over and I had to check in the back of my car that I know I was seeing things. But the thing is, I wasn't thinking about her at the time. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, reminiscing or...
0: Like anticipating it to happen. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't mean.
1: like checking. I was like, if I, you know, if I'm going to see someone in the back of my car, look, look, yeah, yeah, look. But I remember literally just looking and just... It felt like for a good 20 seconds, my eyes weren't on the road. They were just in my mirror, and we were just locked eye to eye. You know how you do when you're driving, you look at your your passenger and you're chatting. But you're always looking at the road and looking up and down. I locked eyes for at least 10, 20 seconds. And I froze. I slowed down. No joke, there was this police car. You could tell it was a guy with a speed gun. I had to pull over. I, I opened literally every door in my car. And I had a Peugeot oh, 306 at the time. So quite a big car. Yeah, yeah. I opened the boot. I opened the passengers. I opened my door. And I had to sit outside. And I was not hyperventilating. But I was like,
0: what have you just seen? Yeah, mate.
1: But it, it wasn't as if it was like I had a, I had a, a vivid memory. I wasn't even thinking about it. There was no reason for me to go, if I look, she's going to be in the back seat, or someone's going to be in the backseat. And it wasn't, you know, I had to like, I was like, oh, it's just, it's just the rain, the rain in the, the mirror, you know, it could have been the, the lights reflecting, but it was so vivid to the point that I remember the exact jumper she was wearing because she always used to wear like V-neck jumpers. Yeah. She was wearing a V-neck jumper. She had the same hairstyle as, you know, before she passed. Vivid as anything, sitting in my back seat.
0: Well, fucking hell, mate. That is crazy.
1: Ever since then... Now, I haven't seen her since. Ever since then, I was going to say,
0: She was that just that one time?
1: Just that one time. Okay. Now, was it that she was warning me to slow down? Was she there to haunt me? I don't know. It was so vivid and clear. Like even if I shut my eyes now, I, c- I can see can see where you were. Exactly where I were on the road. I can see exactly where she was. Literally, middle seat, sitting there, arms on her lap, just staring at me. There was no emotion. There was no smiles. There was no nothing. She looked exactly like the day before she died.
0: That's insane, man. That's insane.
1: And you know, not to go too deep into it, but we we weren't close. But it was so vivid that why was she there? Yeah. You know, and then I started going. Well, was she there to warn me because of the what, speed? What, like, gun.
0: what time was this? What were we talking?
1: Eleven p.m., half eleven at night. Okay,
0: so it wasn't like crazy late where you were like overtired or anything. You were would... no,
1: yeah. no, no. I mean, I hadn't been at work that day. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd spent the, you know, the weekend. I think this was a Sunday night. It was a Sunday night, sorry. And I remember, you know, I, it, and I, I, just, I immediately went like, am I tired? Yeah. Have I, you know, am I stressed? Am I, but I wasn't thinking about her. There was no, no logical reason for why I saw her. And like I said, I was thinking, was it the rain on the window? My, my windshield, was it, did I just imagine it? But it was so clear. Yeah. Like to the day that I have, I don't, remember much but I remember so vividly.
0: Uh, Yeah you were saying it was literally just as if she was there.
1: Yeah it was it was as if she was in the back seat of my car.
0: Yeah it does make you think doesn't it because like then when your mum was saying about she saw the woman on the stairs she never sort of said that like it was a like weird orby ghosty spiritual thing it was like no there's literally a woman on the stairs. No
1: and you know and I asked. uh, I sort of let that the first conversation I mentioned I sort of let slide, and I was like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, you know. And I remember asking a lot about two weeks after, and I said, "What are you seeing?" And and much like I did, she described this woman down to the t. Yeah, and she was the exact same woman. She was either standing up; it was almost like she said leaning up against the wall, or she was sitting at the top step, like looking at the wall. now I tried to do some research on the house to find out if anyone had passed away there. Um, I couldn't find anything. You know, it was a it was a it was a council house, so there's not much records of yeah. You know, deaths, and there wasn't any articles I could find. But it it was just you know I remembered you know her telling me yep she's got this colour hair, you know she's wearing this. Apparently she was wearing a black dress, like greyish hair. She wasn't old old like mid fifties. Yeah. You know she said you know she was quite well-to-do-looking.
0: So, I mean, obviously, like you said, if your mum <clears throat> was on a lot of medication at the time and stuff, did, so did, was she still aware enough to be like, why is this woman in my house? Or was she just accepting of that there's a woman in the house? Just
1: very accepting of it. Like, she didn't even question why. She was just like, oh, yeah, she's here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, i say hello to her. i say say goodnight. There was no...
0: Did you have you seen anything
1: like like I sh- yeah. like no questions were asked of anybody in the household like oh have you seen her because I think we'd have all said like did did you fucking did you see something well
0: yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get my head around like there what?
1: was no recollection of it none none of us were asked i didn't see anything you know anybody else in the house you know i remember asking didn't see anything but it was she wasn't so nonchalant about it just like oh yeah yeah i've seen her again <sighs> well mate I've, I've literally, I've, you can't see, but I've got goosebumps under my shirt yeah. because I'm just thinking about it. And it's just,
0: I don't, I don't have any answers for you, mate.
1: I, I still don't. No, I still don't. And I, you know, it's something that I don't like to think about because it is quite sensitive.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things that's going to sit there with you for, you know, probably forever as well.
1: Yeah. And I think it will. And I don't think I'll ever have an answer to it apart from I saw what I saw for a reason. Yeah. You know, and like I said throwing everything in the environment, the weather, where I was, the speed I was doing. The you know, the police, you know, the speed guy. Everything adds up.
0: Yeah. It wasn't
1: just a random occurrence where I saw it. You know, like obviously I don't think I'd have seen her in the flat because she never made it into the flat. Yeah. You know that I live in. You know, if I was still at the old house and I saw something, I'd have been like, yeah, you lived here. Unfortunately, she, you know, she passed away in that house. Yeah. So I'd have understood it. But the fact that it was in my car.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're trying to find the connections, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it.
1: And it led me to do a lot of research after, like, did a spirit attach itself to me? Because there's a lot of stories about where spirits, good or bad, they get attached to people.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's your, that's your favourite horror film topic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: But again, I haven't had I haven't had any experiences since.
0: But, and that's it, mate. Maybe maybe the um the whole kind of attaching a, a spirit attaching to someone that that is the whole like glamification of horror. When may, it might not even be like that. No, you, you know your mum might be attached to you in spirit, but it's a it's a lot nicer than what you think. And she is there to look out for you, and she's there to do that and this, and appear at the times that you need her. But then obviously, yeah, Hollywood takes a hold, gives it a horror movie curveball.
1: Yeah. And, it, you know, we didn't have that relationship where I, th- I, I, you know, I immediately go, oh, she's looking out for me. Mm. You know, she's saving me from this.
0: Yeah. No, I understand it's more raw.
1: But it was just a case of why the fuck are you in my backseat? Yeah. And like I said, I literally pulled over you know, the handbrake. I didn't even put the handbrake on. I left the ignition on. The car was rolling a little bit. I opened every door, I opened the boot, I put the lights on, I had my phone light on. I was like something must have moved in my car. Something
0: happened, yeah.
1: And in my head I was like, ah, it's the roof rack, uh the boot rack. Yeah. I didn't have the boot rack on.
0: So what do I say now though? Cuz like for you to talk about it in this much detail for this long as well. Like I I know you. I have to believe what you're saying because I do with everything else. But it's you know, this is the this is the killer thing about paranormal stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Because unless you experience something, not not even experience something now, unless you experience something with someone else who's filming it, so you can watch it back later, you're never going to be believed. No.
1: And that's why I, <laughs> you know, I didn't choose to tell anybody because it was quite personal to me, and it was. Like I said, if it was Bob from down the road, I'd have been like, I saw a ghost. I think. Yeah. The fact that it was so personal and like I said, the environment, the rain, the car, the speeding, the the police. It just didn't add up to where there was no logical explanation of what it should have been.
0: I didn't have more that we could run on about, but I think we're pushing time. So let's wrap it now, mate.
1: I've ran on for a long time. I feel like this podcast, I've just fucking rambled, mate.
0: You know what? Sometimes I feel exactly the same. I feel like sometimes I... Dominate you in the we least se- least sexual way possible, <laughs> and sometimes I need to be dominated.
1: I wouldn't mind either way, mate to be honest I mean I've just put that on it's recorded, been, a while. It's but, been a while. Um,
0: yeah, thanks so much for listening, to this guy. This has been really random we're gonna I think we're gonna get back to strict routine and regimen next time,
1: yeah, we haven't decided what we're doing on h maybe we could do it on h from steps,
0: <laughs> no, i got the haircut. <laughs> You look like
1: oh, I sets. just fucking myself up Could you imagine that Hi guys We're going to talk about H from Steps
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in
1: <laughs> we, we could try and get him on
0: <laughs> Oh god he He'll be at Festival 2 one day
1: <laughs> But yeah we, we we will put up um, What we're going to do H on um, It's not going to be H from Steps No um, I think we've had a, We've spoken about it before We've got a couple of ideas We'll have to
0: I really, I really want to do Home Because I've got <clears throat> i got stuff i could talk about i feel like you got stuff you could talk about
1: yeah but there's a lot of questions that i want to ask you about yeah so i think should we call it home
0: i think home would be nice because we did we did say we were going to do family but then fear took over but i think home could work
1: let's do home um there it is yeah hands up agreed
0: yeah hands are up
1: yeah um executive decision made so we're going to do h for home we'll put a post up We'll ask a couple of questions. Please do, you know, interact because we've had some really good interactions these last couple of, you know, weeks with podcasts. And it's nice. And again, we appreciate any of you listening. We've had some really nice messages come through recently, texts on social media as well that have... Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's it's always nice because if we have a nice message come through, we like to ping them to each other and just put a smile on each other's face, don't we, mate?
1: Yeah, and and it's not out of like it's more out of like
0: yeah yeah it's It's looking cool isn't it yeah (laughs) I know thank you so much guys
1: thank you for staying for one love you all stay safe
0: peace